There is such a thing as good cheap beer, but it can be hard to find, which is why we're good swill hunting. Join our team of experts on a swill journey. Brian Richards, our industry insider, Matt Friend, our beer outsider, who after three seasons of good swill hunting, still prefers bush ice. And new this season, Rick Speed, a true beer connoisseur. And I'm your host, Blaine Tollison. Together, we're trying the cheap stuff so you don't have to. This is Good Swill Hunting. Welcome back for another another episode of Antics here with Good Swill Hunting. Always looking for the cheap stuff, trying it so you don't have to, so you don't have to waste your money, go to the store and, you know, question that beer if you want to try it or not. Um, you know... NASCAR season is well underway. Can, can I say it? And uh, boogity boogity boogity, boys, let's go racing. You said it wrong, but you know oh. it's. But but you know you're. I know you're a NASCAR guy too. I'm so. really excited. Boogity boogity, let's go racing, board. Well, that, was right. better, that was better than me. Here we go. Uh, we are trying Michael Waltrip Brewing's two-time Vamanos Mexican Lager. And uh, if you're not a NASCAR uh, fan, Michael Waltrip is a bit of a legend in the NASCAR world. He's a mostly pretty much completely retired uh, driver um, and super nice guy. I actually got to meet uh, Michael Waltrip. Uh, I was the Daytona Beach Bureau reporter for about uh, five years. And uh, um, the Daytona International Speedway would invite reporters to ride in the pace car uh, to kind of promote the upcoming race. And they were promoting the Coke Zero 400. So they had uh, Clint Boyer, uh, Joey Logano, and Michael Waltrip all drive Camrys around the track with reporters in them. I would not want to be in Joey's car. Uh, and I was not. I'd um, want to spit on him. Yeah. This is the NASCAR fan of me coming out right now. I'm very passionate. And I would, I would like, tell you to chill, other than that, uh, the amount of people who boo Joey in the South, specifically um is is a lot but um i got to ride with michael waltrip which was the coolest thing ever Uh, it was awesome he was such a nice guy and um insanely we went around daytona uh the track was uh kind of wet uh they still wanted to do this thing and these three drivers uh clint joey and michael waltrip um all at the same time in these toyota camrys decided to go around the track and uh michael and we we hit 130 miles an hour in a Toyota Camry, uh, and we're sitting stock, there. Stock, right? This isn't like the NASCAR com- Toyota Camry. Completely stock Toyota Baby Camry. Baby seat in the back and everything. Just about. This was like 2000. I like, was, I like the visualization on that. Yeah, baby wanna, seat in the back. I want to say this is like 2014, and like we're driving around the track, and and uh, we feel a bump behind us, and uh, Michael's like, "This is what we call a, a double stuff." It's like. It's like, and uh, he's like, so he's drafting us behind behind us, and they're they're draft bumping us in stock Toyota Camrys, That's awesome. and I'm like, and I'm like, this is insane. Like we're a little scared, and and Michael like looks at all of us in surprise. Like he goes, he goes, this thing's doing 130 miles an hour. You didn't think a Toyota Camry could go 130, right? And we're all just like, no, we did not, Michael. Thank you for this going right to the I'm, auction after yes. that <laughs> i'm more worried about the guy that just bump drafted us behind what's he yeah, gonna do that to was, us that was joey logano and then and then oh, Clint Boyer. And true joe logano style yes and classless Clint, i'm surprised he didn't spin us out and yeah. kill, kill us in a stock and then and then blame memory. blame you for him spinning you out exactly 
yeah. then and then Clint Boyer came up and was draft bumping Joey, and I, it was the most dangerous thing I've ever done in my life. But it was a lot of fun, and honestly. He is such a nice guy, Michael Waltrip. Super awesome dude, like down to earth. I'm really hoping his beer is great. Um, we're gonna try this thing. Um, he, he is the personality of NASCAR, right? He really. You look, is. He's you look hilarious. At like, you look at Dale Jr., who is like that historian of NASCAR, the culture of NASCAR. But when it comes to entertainment, Michael Waltrip's there. He's just. He's and, who you look forward to on Sundays on the pit lane, interviewing people. His antics. How you doing are today, Brian? You doing all right? Uh, and, and yes, exactly. He, he's just—he is uh, more of like a positive energy in the NASCAR world, like funny, um, very, um, just very expressive, and has a lot of energy, and he's fun to listen to. And uh, his beer, uh, the can is so colorful. I won't get into that yet. Uh, but first off, I know Matt is a NASCAR race lover. He's been to a few of them. And uh, Rick, um, what's your experience with NASCAR? You're wearing a Fast and Furious <laughs> shirt, which is not NASCAR, but it, but it's still a badass shirt. I, I, I kind of like it. Uh, so I, I mean, I'm not as into it as my family. Uh, my sister, my father are very well involved in it. They watch all the races. They've gone to a bunch of races. They've traveled to go to a bunch of races. Um, but I've been to a few races. I mean, it is it is fun. It's exhilarating, but it's just not something I follow regularly, uh, but my family does. Okay. Okay. Matt, um, I've been to a NASCAR race with you before here yeah. at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Absolutely. Uh, wh- what do you love about watching NASCAR? Drinking the beer. <laughs> I mean, you've been there with me, you know. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I uh, was wasted. Do you? Uh, what am I? Do you have any funny NASCAR stories? Oh, you know they all involve passing out. <laughs> so no, I don't have any fun NASCAR stories. I have. I have s- a funny one from Charlotte Motor Speedway. Oh, son of a. You'll like this one. It's not about you. Oh, good. Um, but you know how they, they shuttle fans around the Charlotte Motor Speedway with uh, school buses? <clears throat> yes. Yes. And they put your cooler on the outside of these little racks at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. They're real fancy. And uh, I remember we were driving around the speedway, and this cooler, uh, as we were taking this turn real sharp near the dragway, uh, this cooler just flew off the back of the bus and just scattered beer across the parking lot. And... <laughs> It was Modelo, of all things. And uh, I'll never forget. It was my first NASCAR race like here in the like home NASCAR world, like uh, Carolina, you know. And I heard a guy goes, that was a cooler full of Modelo. I do want to share this st- story about my wife. She does not. My wife. My wife. As long as it involves cans. She's not a NASCAR fan, but she's a fan of getting effed up. (laughs) So homegirl drank two Four Locos before we got to the race. Oh, my God. Man, that'll make you knock somebody out. She was lit the F up. And by the time we got to our seats after eating our Krispy Kreme cheeseburger... We got to our seats. Don't get much southern in that. No, it doesn't. We were so effed up by the time we got to our seats that we passed out in the chair. And then they tried to throw us out. 
I don't know why they were really. We slept. We slept over. We slept through the first three hundred laps. Uh, we did basically, and <laughs> yeah, and then they tried to throw us out because she was too fucked up and couldn't sit down. Because it was midnight, and you know, you have to bleep the race that. Was over yeah. hours ago. Like, yeah, um, sir, ma'am, you got to leave. You need oh. to leave the track. The race ended an hour ago. This is not an Airbnb. The sun's coming up, gents. You know. It, it was so embarrassing, you know, and that was like the History Channel 300. I mean, it was... <laughs> the History not even Channel 300? <laughs> Is that even a thing? <laughs> That's got digging for treasure in the, mid, the center field there? Oh, my God. <laughs> Matt, uh, can, I, can I challenge you to do something for me? Oh, we will do. Can you, uh, as we crack these open... Stay and sober for, through a 300-mile race? No, no. I, I would never ask you to do such a thing. Can you describe the can for us while we get ready to roll first impressions? This well, is Michael Waltrip's two-time Vamanos Mexican Lager, eight ninety-nine for a six-pack of twelve-ounce cans. This is a beautiful can. Uh, well, like, yeah, I mean, if you want to have a can. girl or a boy, I mean, it's like a gender reveal can. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do agree. I do agree. Yeah, we're, having, we're having twins. It's, we're having twins. It's pink on the top and blue on the bottom. And on the top it says, Michael Waltrip. Who? Or, no, I know who Michael is. Um, and then on the bottom it says, two-time Vamanos Mexican lager. And I can't read that small print. Product, Product of, of the use. USA. Oh, whatever. Okay, let's roll our first sips. You sexy beast. Thank you. It's time for First Sip Impressions. Have a business and want to make a good impression? Advertise with us. Like a lot of beer we try, it won't cost you much. Just shoot us an email at goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. Getting our first sips in here. This is uh, 12 cents an ounce. Good price. Uh Brian made a note here that uh, most Mexican lagers are in the ten ninety nine for a six pack. This one is eight ninety nine, and that's not just like the the new craft beer like Mexican lagers. That's the the imports too, the Corona, okay. the Dos Equis, the um, Souls. I'd like to point out that it has a three point five three, which is promising. Uh, one untapped user said, "Okay, lager can oh. do the same or better for much less. Easy to drink." And wet, another user said. Okay. Um, yeah, Matt is 100% right. It looks like a gender reveal can where you're having twins. <laughs> Pink on the top, blue on the bottom. Uh, you know, it's 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 very Michael Waltrip, I will say. I, I think it fits his style. It's very NASCAR car. It is. It's very, like, I could see this going uh-huh. down the track. That we probably will the bright see, colors. see it going down the track, actually. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually surprised we haven't seen this on a, a sponsored on, on a car yet. Yeah. Uh, let's do some first sips on this. Um, uh, Matt, how are you feeling on it? Well, I mean, it's beer, so it's got a point on that. No, I mean, it's, it's not bad. I'm not, I'm not going to rate it terribly high. I'm not going to be all untapped on this shit, but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> Rick, where, how are you feeling on your first sip? Uh, first sip, um, it's heavy on the Mexican lager flavor. Like very, it is pretty. It's a lot thick. of flavor for a lager. Yeah, um, definitely Mexican lager flavor, but it's a lot. Like it's not really that. Usually, you get that real clean, crisp. This has a lot of flavor. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I, I I would actually prefer to try this pour it in a glass to let it uh, aerate a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh my like god! Like a hard pour, like a hard pour. Yeah, yeah. Like you would actually drink most Mexican lagers. Yeah, like yeah. Pour it in a gra- glass. May or may not think it needs a lime. I don't really think this needs it. It's um, got a lot of flavor going it on. It could yeah. taste good with a lime. Um, I so far I'm kind of digging it. Um, it does have a lot of flavor, but it, it's it's kind of like crafty almost. Like um, like it has that much flavor. Uh, I almost wonder if Mexican lager is the right classification for it um, because I was prepared for something a little more watery uh, when I think of Mexican lager, Matt. Once you get done yawning. <laughs> Sorry, I, I'm getting sleepy from all this beer. Yeah. You, but uh, I got to say, you know, I mean, you guys with your, I need to pour it in a glass. You know, I don't drink beer out of a glass. I drink beer you, out of a can. Or right, the you also drink Bush Ice. Uh, well, it's a good beer. But is it? Yeah. It's decent. Yeah. It's not terrible. It's it's not It's mid-hoss. not terrible. Uh, well, yes, it's not Minhas. Yeah, it's not that bad. Oh my God, that's, but, a, that's a lower level. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm you not going to insult it like that. You, I'm not going to. It's better than you, that. You're drinking this out of the can. How much are you going to taste at the racetrack? I mean, shit, you're already eating burnt rubber and everything else that comes through. So you know, I mean, yeah, I mean. It, it's a decent beer out of the can. I don't. I don't mind it. It gets the job done. It gets the job done. It gets the job done. And my my friends over the air. I'm sorry if I've you know crossed the line. And I'm a little. You're fine. Had a few too many. Yeah. <laughs> but no. I mean, it's. I I I'm not gonna hate on it. I'll save it for last call. Hey okay. hey okay. hey hey hey. From now on, you're the magic man, and I'm El Diablo. <laughs> I've got the magic hands. Ooh. Whoa. All right, I got the jergens. All right, before you guys start getting. <laughs> <before> you guys, <laughs> whoa. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. What, where, what, where did we go? Where did we go? Where did we go? Hey, not that uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I went with hard. Maybe? And, yeah. Hey, well, let's talk about the brewery itself. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Michael so, Waltrip, NASCAR driver, decided to make a beer. Yeah. And so it's interesting because Rick, like, before we came in, he's like, so who, who brews this? Michael Waltrip Brewing brews this. Um, it's a new brewery. Uh, it, oh. it, they, they opened in 2020. He did not hire another brewery to do this. Right. He's not contract brewing. This is his own brewery. Okay. He, so he has two of that's, them. That's no, I, no, I respect that. I that's, respect yeah. that. That's no yeah, I respect that. As do I. They opened in 2020 um, with their first brewery in Phoenix, and they distribute throughout the Southwest. Um, Phoenix. Now, is that is that where he's from? Is that like his home base? Or No, no he's originally from Kentucky. Um, um, he lives here in uh, Mooresville. Why Phoenix, then? Mooresville. Mooresville. Well, great question. Uh, in an interview, he said that's where he's always wanted to retire to. Uh, he wants to spend six months of the year in Phoenix. Um, I just love it there. Yeah. And that's exactly <laughs> what he sounds like. Um, and then he, in 2021, he opened in Bristol, Virginia, which is where this one is brewed, which I think is really cool because I'm sorry. Like, everybody talks about NASCAR and the race is Daytona. No, not for Bristol. me. Bristol is the race I look forward to every year. I look forward to Daytona. That's because the night that, race? Bristol. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. I'm actually mad that they... Have you 
been to Bristol? No, I want to go, but I'm mad that they do the dirt oh, there now okay. because I think two asphalt races in Bristol are needed for NASCAR. Daytona's great. It's the first race of the season. Kicks it off. Bristol's the track. Okay, so I've been to the dirt race at Bristol. It was kind of cool. Um, I will say... Yeah, but you're cleaning <laughs> dirt out of your like crevices and wrinkles for like weeks. This, this is true. But I'm sorry if you if you've ever been to Bristol and you've been to Daytona. Who doesn't elitist? Uh, I mean, you're you're talking about like going to your local like county owned museum versus the Louvre. What you you call it Daytona the Louvre? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because that's that's what it is compared to Bristol. There's lots of babes in Daytona. That's right. Go down. Yeah, but the racing's better at. I would rather watch short track races at Super Speedway. Anyway, uh, continue. All right. Um, the, 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 so when you look at this, a lot of the beers have two time, right? Two time is because he won the Daytona 500 twice. Um, but I, I, what I what I think is interesting about it is I found two quotes that I think sum up the Michael Walter Brewing. One, he says, "This is Michael Walter." He says, "I'm very proud of all three styles. I think they're very drinkable. They're not frou frou. They're not way up in the craft beer world. They're somewhere in the middle." Right and three beers that you'll find in you know most total wines, uh, most total wines in the southeast or southwest are a coconut IPA, a blonde, and coconut a Mexican IPA. Yes. Oh, I'd be interested to try that. I, I think we're going to have to do that one. Yeah. And, oh my god. And a Mexican lager. And then I like this because I, I know the guy said it, Rob Fulmer. He's the uh, director of the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild, and he's talking about Michael Waltrip. He says he's got an opportunity to be successful. He's got a brand name. He's got a demographic that craft beer doesn't normally enjoy a lot of success in, but the potential is certainly there. So basically what he's doing is saying, hey, there's a gap between craft beer and Bud Light, and I'm going to fill it for those NASCAR fans that are somewhere in the middle. Mm -hmm. I I would be interested to try the other beers. Uh, This one's, I mean, not bad, but uh, I like that he's doing more than one variety. Um, But... I, I could see this being sold at a race, um, you know, um, and him making a lot of money being really successful. At a race, I'm thinking they need to put it in like the 16 ounce or the tall cans or whatever that they sell. Yeah. Usually yeah. at the race. No. Because, I mean, at a race, I mean, this is gone in 30 seconds if it's hot out. I mean, even, 60 seconds. Even for a guy like Michael. Uh, even for a guy like Michael Waltrip, uh, making the commitment to start your own brewery. Uh, yeah. What kind of, I mean, because there's so many breweries now. Um, to make that decision and sort of take that business risk, what kind of commi- not many out there in Arizona yeah. though? What, yeah, what kind of commitment does that show on his part? Yeah, the, when he opened, there weren't many. I think there's like a hundred in the state right now. So he he was a first mover out that way. Okay. Um, and the the guy who runs it, the president is uh, he was the president of the Arizona Speedway or the Phoenix okay. Speedway. Do they have a tap room there? Yeah, in Phoenix. Yep. Okay. As we hear uh, motorcycles racing yeah, outside. That was a NASCAR. What That's you right, talking no, about? We're at Phoenix right now. Folks, live. Um, let's roll our last call. Let's do this, baby. Oh, let's do it. Boogity, boogity. Boogity, boogity. Let's go race some boys. Closing time. Let's weigh in on this cheap swill and rate it for the world. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your cheap ass beer.
All right, we're going to rate this swill. Okay. And I know what I'm going to rate this swill, but uh, my question is, do you know what you're going to rate this swill? Uh, you can find this uh, swill uh, at your uh, Total Wine, probably where you live. Um, so right now we're going to say if we would recommend it to you. Um, Matt, why don't you tell me uh, your uh, thoughts on it? I, I don't know what it tastes like to you, but... Uh, you SOB. I, I'm trying to get you before you fall asleep on me. <laughs> I, I, I am so tired, people. I'll tell you, my wife drugged me on a three-and-a-half-hour drive to effing nowhere. She drugged you? No. She played an <laughs> April Fool's prank on me. Oh, we're going to an antique show, baby. We're going picking. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're we, going picking. Uh, and we go 90 miles or 90 minutes out of our way. If you to, think about it, it was very fitting for this episode because you kind of took the old moonshine route through the two-lane like, roads of Carolina. We're in Harmony, North Carolina. This is like, what the F is going on out here? And as a man who works the third shift, you don't need to be taking on no road trips, actually. No. And then we had to drive another hour and 20 minutes to get to where we were going. And and then it wasn't where we wanted to be. I wish you could eat a Cracker Barrel. Well, I just, uh, yeah. That's, I, I did eat a Cracker Barrel. I never I, asked you, what would you get at Cracker Barrel? I got the chicken fried steaks, Grandpa's Ooh. country. Oh, that's good thing. I like yeah. that and the yeah. chicken dump. Chicken fried steak is good. Yeah, yeah chicken yeah. fried with steak. With a side of those, uh, the warm apples. Uh, I'll tell Ooh. you, the chicken and dumplings are what women get, Blaine. Oh, I'll tell you, the we warm can apples. All, we can all get together one day. I will put my chicken fried steak head to head with with Cracker Barrel. Well, we're I having will. that. We got that camping trip lined up. Oh, that, well, that's coming. That's coming. Believe it or not, and we're going to take the camper out. The well, woods let, and we're going to do let, it. And you're going to make some chicken fried steak. I, I, I don't know if I, I am. I but. will knock their dick in the dirt. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> sorry, Blaine, but no, I will. F oh, them. That oh my knock their dick in the dirt. <laughs> Come on. Come on. No, I mean, there's sh- anatomy word. <laughs> oh. What can we name it? That's the name of dick. Oh, man. Like, that shit's trash. Is it believable? It, 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 what is that, a know. hamburger steak? <laughs> Come on. What's wow. your... What's your ready, man? <laughs> uh, sorry. Bless you. I will... Knock my dick in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I will knock their dick in the dirt. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm going to put this at a three. I'm going to put that in rotation right. at work. Three. A three. I'm going to put it at a three. Okay. It, it's good enough. I would drink it. Enough said. Uh, God darn Good it. enough, babe. Yeah. You okay. know, I mean, it, it, it's not the greatest. It's not the worst. You know, it's a three. Okay. Uh, Three and a half or three? I've never gone to bed with an ugly woman, but I sure woke up with a few. Okay, Rick, how are you feeling about that beer? <laughs> um, I, I, I do really like Take Mexican lagers. I do really like Mexican lagers. This has a little bit more flavor than I'd like in my Mexican lagers. Um, I'm going with a 2.75 on this. And thank you for bringing sanity back to our podcast. Uh, oh, I, uh, Thank you, Rick. Yes, I'm sorry I'm... I'm here for the team. Here for the team. 2.75. Uh, 2.75 I, I mean, is solid. Yeah. Yeah. It just is a little bit too much of that Mexican lager flavor. I could do with a little less of. See, I kind of like it because so if we think back to two episodes ago to Medea Light, 
That was like just skunkiness to me. Oh, I would rather have this than that. Yeah, hands down. But I, but I like the flavor of this because to me it's a flavor I want to drink more of. So it is stronger than most Mexican lagers. Yes, but I like what I'm tasting. So I'm dropping it at three and a half. Whoa! It's Whoa. funny. It's funny That's you said big. that because I'm I'm at a three and a half too. Yeah. What? I, I feel like I need to be you know higher than some of the previous ones we've tried um higher than me best thing we've tried in this recording session. three and a half three yeah. and a half i think that's uh fair mm. and uh right now uh we are uh rolling up into may so uh hang on guys we're getting into cinco summertime. de mayo that's right we got cinco de mayo going on oh um, my god pick this up and, your cinco de mayo yeah this drops and we haven't yeah. really talked about cinco de mayo but it is coming up uh here in a couple days this is a great beer for that. I think you should definitely do it up uh, hey, with some chips and salsa. Can we uh, try a cheap tequila maybe then? Um, I, I might be up for that. All right. D- what d- about mezcal? No. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. We'll, right. we'll, we'll Lots see. Lots of shit to think about but, there, friends. But that, that will air the week after Mexico or Cinco de Mayo. So if you all are looking for a good Cinco de Mayo beer, this is great. Yes. Uh, some other highly rated ones from the past are Regia, and one. big bottle beer. Victoria and Victoria. Taste the V. Taste the V. Taste the V. Check out our. Uh, we're not going to be doing the big, super long Cinco de Mayo episode this season. We've done some hour long Cinco de Mayo episodes that are fantastic and a lot of fun. Go listen to those because you can still get a lot of those beers. Still check them out. Um, but we decided to stick with one this uh, week. Try this one. We recommend it. And uh, as we roll into May, as we get into summertime, we're getting into our pool beers soon. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're, we're, getting yeah. Into, we're getting into Memorial Day. A lot more season. Uh, we're getting there. We're getting there. So we're going to start looking at that. Right now, there is still time to recommend some beers for us to try. Check us out um, at goodswillhunting.com, goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. We love your feedback. Make sure you rate our podcast wherever it is you get your podcast. And hit us up on social media, too. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for hanging in there with us for another round of alcohol-fueled antics. Good Swill Hunting is produced and recorded by Robert Blaine VoiceOver Studios out of Charlotte, North Carolina. As always, we encourage all of our listeners to drink responsibly. I'd like to thank our cast of characters who also help produce our content. And check them out on Instagram. Ryan Richards at BeRichWrites. Rick Speed at Rick Speed. And if you want to follow Matt, who has yet to post a thing on Instagram, find him at Matthew.Friend.961. If you discovered a new swill, or we at least made you laugh, give us a five-star review wherever you listen to your podcast. And feel free to drop us a line on Instagram at Good Swill Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to raising another one with you.